share the baggies. And the Friday before that, we went out twice. Uh, the people, when they came back, they came back with great joy. They came back with great joy telling me, oh, pastor, there, there was a happy fest in one of the places that we went. Uh, when Pam and I went to, uh, oh, I love Pam. Pam and I, she, she, she cool with me. You know what? We can go nowhere and go places. You know what that means? We can go nowhere and go places. We just don't know where we're going. Let's go. So we got baggies in the van, in her van, and we started down the connector and says, let's hit that place. Okay, let's go that place. I don't know what that, let's find out. And, and we just went randomly to places. We got to Kaiser Permanente. I didn't know that was a clinic in there. I didn't know there was sick people there. I thought it was just an executive office or some kind of corporate headquarters, you know, something like that right here down the connector. No, there were sick people there. So we got there with the boxes ready to give him up. And, and, and the receptionist was very happy, right? But she was very cautious. She called the big boss. I got some weirdos here bringing some stuff that we don't know. No, she didn't say that. Some bags, I may be terrorists, one has an accent. <laughs> so I let her talk down. So we went there, and the lady came down, and Pam, I don't know if you noticed this, that I immediately hit her. I didn't let her talk or ask any questions. No. Uh, she had her kind of frown, like, who are you and why are you doing this? Uh-uh. This is who we are because you guys care. You're helping all these people. You're making a difference. We want to thank you. Oh, and that just melted all her doubts and all that stuff. I wasn't going to let her bring that negativity on me. Uh-uh. I saw it coming. <laughs> I wasn't going to let it happen. So it's been exciting. And I wonder if that was a joy. Not at all. Not even. That may have been just a little bit of a joy that Jesus experienced. When his disciples came back and told him how wonderful the, the people had responded to the message of the gospel. But you see, because You Care, We Thank You series is not only a, a, a thing out there in the community, we're also doing it in-house. We're thanking each committee team, each ministry team uh, on their specialties and their ministry throughout the year. And also, in the Faith in Action campaign, when we're going to be asking you to promise, you know, in faith, and put your faith in action for next year's budget, you know, we're going to give you baggies too. We're going to make a new envelope. Oh, no, no, we're going to give you a baggie. And, and, and you're going to be thanked also for your entire support for this year. We thank you for that. But we also recognize that, you know, people are, are really needing thank you. One time I was thinking, you're going to have to share that one. One time uh, we were, uh, I was talking to somebody about what this meant. And I was sharing with a person, you know, what gratitude basically means. It was last Sunday's message. And throughout the week... I found somebody that just did not know, well, why do we have to say thank you? I don't think that kid went to kindergarten here. Um, so, so, you know, the, he didn't say, well, thank you, basically. And this is what we learned last week. Gratitude is the acknowledgement. It's the articulation. It's the expression that you have received goodness. That goodness have been poured in your life. That somebody just simply saw you coming in the store and, and, felt, uh, and they opened the door for you. Simple as that goodness. So last week we learned that gratitude is a way of life, can become a way of life. It is something that God supports and God commands us to live a life of gratitude. We heard that it was the expression, the acknowledgement of someone's goodness towards us, the affirmation of receiving that goodness from somebody else. It is the articulation, and I use the word the art 
articulation. Because in the story that we had last week, it was how many of the, of the leopards that got healed? Ten got healed. But it was only one who decided to articulate it. And he articulated his thanksgiving by running back to the Lord, falling on his feet, and praising God for what God had done in his life. You think the other nine were not appreciative? Oh, yes, they were. Who is not appreciative as you are walking and you become healed? And maybe you had dropped a nose because of your leprosy. And then who knows? You know, who is not appreciative? The problem was not that. The problem was not in that they were quietly thankful that they did not articulate and express their thanksgiving, their gratitude to the grace received so deeply by God. Today, I just briefly want to share with you the idea and invite you to explore how deep gratitude really is. It is not as superficial as just saying that just two simple words, thank you. It is a deep spiritual sense. It is a deep spiritual quality that every human being actually senses because the idea of being thankful is as human as the idea of breathing. Every human culture expresses gratitude, expresses thanksgiving from the bowing down, counting till three and then coming up, from the putting hands together, and bowing down in honor of the other person. We hang, we do a shake, and we say thank you. The, the interesting one that I heard was a place in another continent that when they are appreciative of somebody doing something goodness, of some goodness coming to their life, guess what they do? They sit in front of your door for hours. Creepy. I would call the police. I got some invaders around my door. They're just sitting there smiling at my house. But this culture, they express their thanksgiving by spending, by articulating, spending time in front of your house, smiling at your house, blessing your house, blessing your lives. Amazing. So there are many ways. It's as human, but only the real spiritual person, the one that recognizes that God is God and that realizes, like Paul realizes in Ephesians chapter 1, and he says, all praise to God. Actually, there is another version that says, We thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every, listen to this, with some, it says every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because you are united with Christ. You see, the first thing that we do in, in, in gratitude, or the first thing that we're going to do in learning about the spirituality of gratitude is the idea that gratitude, the first element, is that we need to be aware. Let me ask you, and each one may have a different level of awareness, and there may be different questions. So, in this quiz, there are no good or bad answers. But let me ask you, what was the first thing you became aware of this morning? It was cold. Weather, okay. Somebody had the bladder signal. Uh, you were breathing. Some, some get the bladder signal, yeah. Okay. But what was the first thing you were aware? Think about it. You were alive, Miss Linda Kay. That's right. That we were alive. I've heard people saying, thank God, I'm up again. I got what? what my, my five toes and five fingers. 
When he gets up in the morning, I'm happy this morning. I got my five toes and five fingers. That's what Chip would say sometimes. You see, and, 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 and that's the first. So being aware of God's goodness. So it was cold, my brother. It was cold. And what was the blessing behind the cold? That you could probably go and yank it up a little bit. And the house was warm. My house, all the alarms rang. Because it went off into intense heat. There was a fire. But becoming aware of the blessings that God has bestowed in our lives, from breathing to putting that key in that machine that when you turn, it turns on. Mostly? Are we appreciative of those things? Are we aware that even, even in the darkest moment of our lives, there is a light shining? That is Jesus, who is our Lord. We are aware of the first, first of the goodness of the day. We have uh, uh, of the needs, how our needs are taken care of. That we sometimes don't even think about it. My family, who, who, those who are in Puerto Rico, uh, uh, became aware of how much abundance they lived in. You've heard that. Oh, my gosh. They really lived in abundance. And we do, too. When we go into the, ref- the refrigerator, says, oh, there's nothing in there. What we're really saying, there's nothing in there at that moment that I really want. But there, are, there is a lot of stuff in there. Sometimes when it gets cold, I don't like to go out, shop. So I make up dinners very creative. I'm creative, so I can make up some very interesting dinners. Just with the leftovers. Yeah, they can be repurposed. You know, that old pork loin suddenly becomes pulled barbecue pork <laughs> leftovers. Sometimes it becomes stuff of a patty, you know. Sometimes it sprinkles a salad. All sorts of things. So the first element, the first thing that we need to keep in our minds concerning gratitude, the spirituality of gratitude, is that we are supposed to be aware of God's goodness in our lives. More faith God's given us. More hope that God's given us. More love that God's given us. Secondly, and this is something that can be controversial for some people, it is basically the idea that we are to be humble. In order to receive gifts, we are to be humble. Humble is not the same as humiliation. It's not stepping over you and humiliating you and and telling you you are worthless. No, there is a very fine line. The fine line is God's hand. In humility, God is holding you. In humiliation, Satan is squashing you. In humility, God is lifting you up. You do have a lowly heart. You do have a docile and what I call teachable humility. Because when we are walking in this new discipleship way of Jesus, the one thing that Jesus wants is our heart, but not our stubbornness, not our we know at all, but basically our heart of a child, as we read. The heart of a child that is teachable, that is willing to learn, is eager to learn. This last week I had two of those creatures in my house. They were supposed to be called my grand nephew and nieces, they were five and seven. My face says it all, because they may listen to this message. (laughs) I woke up in the morning, and there were trucks and trains and dolls and shoes in the way between my house and my bedroom and the kitchen. Where did that stuff come from? Oh, I got kids in the house. But you know, 
Those two little kids wanted to learn everything about fall. They had never seen it. Are they dying, Theo? No, they're going to sleep. What? Trees go to sleep? So we humble teachability. When we come to God's kingdom as disciples, that's the spirit that helps our gratitude. When we humbly learn the new ways of God with one another, and we humbly learn to work with one another in the love that Jesus provides for us. So becoming a teachable person, a learner of life, is one of what matters in terms of gratitude. You see, and thirdly, it is a response of worship. You see, all the Psalms and even the text, when Jesus was filled with joy with the Holy Spirit, he thanked his Father. He didn't just go and had a glass of wine and forgot about everything else that's party on. He may have done that. He did that. He sanctified it, by the way. But he worshiped God the Father by doing the first thing first. Thank you. And then he thanks God the Father because he revealed the joy of the kingdom. He revealed the benefits of the kingdom. He revealed the life of the kingdom to these 72 and the ones that they touched. See why then it becomes a large crowd following Jesus? <laughs> From 12 who were influencing 72, 72 who were influencing 120, 120 who were influencing 300. And it kept spreading and spreading. And the goodness of God was being known. They were becoming aware of God's goodness as they saw Jesus walking amongst them. They received teachings. Sometimes the teaching was too hard. They couldn't put up with it, and they left. But they knew that the words that they were hearing, that the masses, the teachings of Jesus were teachings from God. And they responded in worship by following Jesus, serving one another. And this one, giving of themselves to the community. You know, there was a treasurer in the community of Jesus. His name was Judas. Oh, don't think about the Judas of the last days. His name was Judas. He was a very good accountant. He kept things in order financially. You see, in our text, Jesus is rejoicing, and he rejoices because God has revealed the things of the kingdom to whom? To the ones who think they know it all, to the ones who are wise and clever in their own thinking, no. But rather to those who are like children, to those who are aware there's something different and good, to those who are willing to humbly learn what God has to offer, and to humbly also worship God in worship, adoration, in service, and in giving. When Jesus resurrected, Timothy was doubting because Timothy was not around when he showed up a couple times. When Jesus showed up in the house and Timothy was there amongst them, the text says that the entire, that the entire place was closed. And then Jesus showed up in a room that was locked. Oh, yeah, Timothy, you don't believe me? Here, put your hands in my wounds. And he believed. And then Jesus uttered the words, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Who was Jesus speaking of? Who was Jesus speaking of? Us. Yeah, us. 
But don't get lost in the two letters, us. How about embracing the words, me? Own it. Own it. It's yours. Jesus was speaking about you. Who you will be blessed. You will be happy. You will be glad. Because you believed, even though you didn't see. However, I want to challenge Jesus. And even though we have not seen the Lord himself, even though we did not see him walking in that first century garment, even though we never saw the dust coming up from the ground as he walked, even though we never saw him carrying that cross, we never saw him nailed, we never have seen him resurrected. But you have seen what God has done for you. And today, as, as I'm going to ask you to think, think strong and hard. How has God blessed you spiritually this last year? Oh, don't tell me he gave me a house. No, no, no. Don't tell me he gave me a new job. No, no, no. I'm talking about spiritual blessings. Did you receive more love this year? More joy? What else? I, this is just an example. Did anybody? Re huh? More peace. Yeah, in your life. More peace. More faith. Have, have any of you grown in the last year spiritually? More, exactly. How about more wisdom? Now you select your battles. Now you don't, mm -mm, I'm going to get in that one, that one. Before you were ready for it. Now, uh-uh. Exit. <laughs> okay. How about more, more hope? Hope. Even though things can continue weird in life, you have received more hope. Etc., etc., etc. Blessed are the eyes that see what you have seen. I tell you, many prophets and kings long to see what you guys have experienced, said Jesus. But they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. But thank you, Father, for your revealed those things to the humble of heart like children. Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for this wonderful word that you have given us this morning. We thank you for teaching us the spirit of generosity. We thank you, O oh God, that, that we are to respond in gratitude, that we are to articulate, be creative in the ways in which we thank you, God, for all the things that you have done in our lives. Next week, oh God, we're going to uh, teach us throughout this week as we reflect next week in the mindset of gratitude. We thank you for teaching us the life of gratitude because your grace is so abundant and so rich it is in our lives that we are just not, we just can't be a fat old refrigerator and keep it all inside. It has to pour out of ourselves. Your goodness has to be poured out. Lead us this week as we go out to places. And may we be that light of hope wherever we go. We thank you, Father, for the veterans that served. We thank you, Father, for those who are currently outside of our borders and even in stateside uh, uh, installations. Bless them. Keep them safe. We thank you, God, for our first responders in our community, our teachers, our hospitals, our doctors, nurses, healthcare workers. There's such variety of them. We ask for your blessing. We ask for students, help them focus on what is right. We pray, God, 
for those in our community who are sick at home perhaps, perhaps with physical ailments or just simply emotional ailments as depression. We ask for your spirit of gladness to invade them, to conquer them, so they also may be aware of how great the blessings we have in you and therefore respond in humility and receive them and then worship and adore you for them. Above all, God, we thank you for him who taught us to pray the words, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.